and welcome back to the Wallflower Hour. I'm your host, Chris, and I'm back with... Hey guys, it's Jess. So, for today's podcast episode, we decided to focus on mental health and... We just wanted to talk about how important it is to prioritize your mental health, to really make those safe and real check-ins with yourself, and just to kind of normalize that it's okay to not always be okay 100% of the time, and, you know, what that looks like for us, because I think we all experience days where we might feel more down and are going through stuff, but we don't always like talk about it. And sometimes we feel we're the only ones kind of going through it. I know that for myself and Chris, I feel like there are certain things that we're both going through right now in our own lives. And, you know, we need these times to have girlfriend support (laughs) and you know just check in with ourselves and each other and just to kind of process and reflect on these things and I think also with the recent events in the Olympics and just hearing about Simone Biles and how she kind of prioritized her own mental health versus striving for something that she's worked the past five years for, you know, like, that's insane that, you know, she would have the self-awareness to know that, like, this is the best decision, not only for myself right now, but for the whole U.S. team gymnastics, women's gymnastics, right? And it's like, yeah, my health is more important than, you know, this medal that you are stuck with yourself forever. And so, yeah, your mental health is just as important as your physical health and your spiritual health and, you know, emotional health and all those things together kind of help to make you feel whole. So, yeah, it's just something that is super important to talk about. And if you don't really know what, if you're living under a rock, actually, (laughs) and you don't know what actually happened, Simone Biles, um, she dropped out of the Olympics. So she gave up her chance to gold basically so she's completely out of the olympics so if you're not sure what we were talking about that's what's going on yeah she was like that crazy u.s women's um gymnast who like freaking dominated in you know the gymnastics part of the olympics four years ago five years ago now and I was actually looking so like forward to seeing her like just kick butt and like to be honest when she, I saw that she had announced that she wasn't gonna participate or compete with the team and then later she wasn't even gonna participate in the individual ones you know my first reaction was like what the heck I'm so bummed <laughs> like she worked her freaking butt off to you know be at this place and she was looking forward to it and like selfishly like now I'm not even (laughs) be able to watch her do her thing and you know she was just amazing to watch but you know after just reflecting on it like yeah it's it was the right thing to do I feel like I think she also mentioned that because she's so like great and like super athlete she had this 
the pressures and the stigma of being the poster child, you know. Simone Biles is going to take us to gold. She's going to take over the world, you know, tiny five-footer or whatever. (laughs) But I I think that gets in your head a lot too, you know, like don't mess up. And she was messing up in the beginning and then like people are saying and it's like everywhere now that you have to be a strong person to realize this is not good for me right now. A lot of people might be mad, but you know what? I'm going to put myself first because this is what I need to do for my overall health. Right. It takes someone with good self-awareness and good self-worth, you know, to really understand that. Yeah, I could choose to like push past this and be quote unquote strong, but I'm also jeopardizing my health and my life, (laughs) you know, if I do push through, like who knows what could come out of that. I could come out injured. I could jeopardize the whole team from being able to get, you know, good scores because I'm, if I'm not on my A game, then that affects everyone around me. So yeah, it's, it was very mature and a team team player based decision and I'm glad that she's getting like the support that she needs to get through that because yeah it's okay even for the best of the best to fall as we've seen with many other athletes and actors actresses whatever that they're just as human as we are and it doesn't matter you know how old you are where you come from like everyone has a mental health aspect of their lives that they have to take care of mm-hmm. but yeah so in light of that Chris and I were just talking about how you know we're going through our own stuff too and we wanted to kind of just talk about how like what what does it look like on your darkest days right or like mm-hmm. What do you feel? How do you get over that? Not get over it, but how do you cope? You know. So are you talking about like middle school days or <laughs> like emo middle school days? Well, back then I would like cut my hair, <laughs> the side part, you know. The bangs listen, covering the eyes. Yeah, listen to some dashboard confessionals, you know. <laughs> the simple plan. <laughs> yeah, you know. And the good the- Charlotte. You know, just feeling it. Just really feel your feelings. <laughs> but in your room. With the right? door closed. With the door closed. With your face in a pillow. Exactly. <laughs> oh, sorry. Are you talking about now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Middle school days. I'm just a kid in my face. Raise your hand if you feel what we're feeling right now. <laughs> You're lying if you are <laughs> denying that. We will pull we will pull up your books. Those Ooh. we will pull up receipts. <laughs> Let's say if you got that one inch uh, eyeliner on. <laughs> I mean, I guess there are days even now where we feel like emo, right? Definitely. Maybe not as the same way or intensity as in middle school, but I think for other reasons. <laughs> Yeah. We, we're not emo because our crush doesn't like us. <laughs> First world problem. I know. Or because we didn't get the part in the play that we wanted. But <laughs> I think we definitely have days where we feel a different kind of loneliness. And yeah. like adult struggle is real type stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. So for you, Chris. Yes. What are your dark times look like what do you usually feel when 
you're having a day where you just feel down or everything's like going wrong or you're just like I just want to be alone right now (laughs) in all serious I was about to crack a joke but I think (laughs) that's our way of covering it up yes for most of you who may not know me I am a pretty happy person all the time I admit happiness but there have been times where I've had darkest days and it was like insane I was dating a guy before not gonna get too in deep with it (laughs) but he just made me feel really bad and I just was so I was so sad and depressed actually I didn't really admit to it until recently when I'm more mentally healthy now. Looking back, I didn't think I was an alcoholic. I was. <laughs> um, I was definitely an I alcoholic. I no idea. <gasps> Surprise. <laughs> Just kidding. No, but I really did have an alcoholic problem. I drank a lot, you know. I smoked some weed too. Mom, I'm sorry if you're listening. <laughs> but I would I just felt so numb, you know? Mm. And it's crazy because you read about depression and that's literally how I was feeling. It's not like I'm not being like, you know, now it's trending where people are like, I'm so depressed, you know, but this is like really really depression you know and I think a lot of people didn't know I was going through this it was pretty bad I felt like I was drowning and that's one of the symptoms you know I was lying in my bed I just listened to specifically John Mayer (laughs) slow dancing in a burning room I love that song I know and it's just like the guitar like playing if you ever hear it it just sounds like you know And I'm just sinking down into my bed, into the depths of darkness. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) No, but yeah, seriously, that was like how I felt. I didn't know how to express my feelings because I was just blocking it out. I was blocking all my sensories, you know, through alcohol and like smoking and all that stuff and I would just sit in my room and I just wouldn't feel anything like I couldn't even cry you know Mm. and I don't think people know this which is crazy but I saw this article that is about this artist right and this artist did all these like photograph kind of like photoshopped Mm -hmm. of actual feelings of depression right and that's exactly how I felt and so I posted it on my Instagrams you know and I guess I was like a cry for help I guess you know no one realized they just thought it was like cool hipster art (laughs) but what were the pictures of like a girl drowning you know a person in the water with like no face you know and stuff like that because another thing is like I said I'm such a happy person that when I was going through that I didn't want to express it you know I wanted to act like like social media everything's perfect you know partying it up again you know another night out but inside I was just like so sad and empty yeah and I felt so alone you know and I don't know I just felt 
like I was drowning and drowning and I couldn't like come back up. I don't know. Have you ever heard of something like that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like you said, I think depression is the inability to feel happiness. I've heard it's, you know, yeah, different than that quote unquote depression of like just being sad. Right. But this is more of like deeper. you're sad, you're in a deep hole and you cannot get out of it. You know, yeah. whether it's for some time, a period of time, seasonal or for years, you know, or like intense where you really need like constant counseling or therapy or, you know, medication, prescription to help. But yeah, there's definitely like varying levels of depression. I've seen it. Um, I used to work in mental health in a mm -hmm. psych facility or a behavioral health facility. So I've seen the whole kind of spectrum, right, where it turns into like, okay, I'm so depressed, I have suicidal thoughts, right, or or depression in the sense that like something significant just happened in my life that I it's going to take some time to heal, you know, or to like understand it and grieve it and to get over it, you know, or, or overcome it is a better way to say it. But yeah, it's definitely not easy to go through because I think it's something too that, like you said, from the outside, people can't see it all the time because, you know, it's not something that people put out there that they're proud of. Right? Yeah. So for example, like Robin Williams, right? He's the happiest guy, you know, like so funny, great actor, but deep down, who would have known that he was struggling so much, you know, mm -hmm. with depression or whatever it was in his own mind. So I think what you say definitely makes sense. And we've heard of it. We've seen it. And some of us struggle with it ourselves, or we have family members that we see struggling through that. And it's, it's sad, right? It's hard to watch a loved one like go through that when you feel like you can't really do anything to help them. And I can't imagine like people who feel alone, you know, like I know for you, like I can't imagine like how hard it was to go through that feeling like you're alone, but like at least there were people there, right? Like that you could talk yeah. to and like, you know, you had community that you could run to when you were ready. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I was like of the stigma of being this perfect, you know, because I am a perfectionist and I didn't and I was always the happy person, you know, you know, life of the party. I didn't want to be suddenly a Debbie Downer because I was having mm -hmm. issues with the guy I was dating when clearly there's red flags and like I needed to realize that for myself. And I I just felt like it was a burden for me to talk about. Because the root of it was from something that people have told me, oh, I don't think he's a good person. But I was like, no, it's okay. You know? Yeah. It's and like so, facing that, like, oh, I told you so kind of a thing. Or, yeah. like, that shame, right? Yeah. But it's just, it's just hard because I think you have to, like we've talked about in our previous episode, it's really important to have self-awareness and realize that hey you need help dude <laughs> you know I think it wasn't until there's times where I really didn't feel stuff you know I thought about like oh getting more tattoos because it's like uh, inflicting pain on yourself you know it's like to me I see it well not to everyone just for me it was mm -hmm. getting a tattoo is 
the new cutting yourself. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like there's another time my dad was going through stuff and I was going through other stuff, you know, first world problems, whatever. I was in a deep depression and I got a tattoo. But yeah, yeah like that's like the new in my for me at least that's the new self-inflicting pain you know but i mean i think it's being stronger like the simone biles thing like it really it, it takes a strong person to admit that they are hurting and that they need help and that mm. you know because a lot of times i think no one really know, like the brain is such a crazy complicated science Yes. There is no answer to fix anything, you know, like there is no like one pill to get rid of all your problems, you know. I mean, there are antidepressants out there, but even then people don't like it. It's not going to get rid of the root problem or the root issue that. Exactly. You're struggling with, yeah. And I think it just takes a lot of, like I said, it's so, I can't like reiterate it enough that self-awareness is the key, you know, and from there you need to be proactive about helping yourself. Because if you can't help, you can't expect other people to help you. I mean, they can support you, but they can't Mm -hmm. do it for you. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And it's like, it definitely takes so much self-work is what mm-hmm. they call it. It's the term mm-hmm. of like taking, being proactive, taking initiative to be like, hey, something's wrong. I don't feel like myself. I don't feel good. Something's not right or I feel like I can't handle. This is too much for me to handle on my own. And it's okay to share that with someone and to, like you said, get support. But then another part of that is you – taking action and going the step further to be like okay well what can I do right Mm -hmm. what's what's a step what's something I can do to help myself or to Mm -hmm. to feel better in like a healthy way not just to like cover it up right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not to just like run away from it or fill the void but like what can I truly do to take one step or climb out of this hole you know that I'm Mm -hmm. in or in this pit of feelings that I'm in Mm-hmm. right now but um so you've mentioned laying on your bed listening to music <laughs> feeling numb drinking mm-hmm. smoking getting tattoo any other feelings or things that you typically do when you're feeling down or mm-hmm. any any thoughts that like tend to rush through your head like self-doubt like talking down to yourself or things oh, like that. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think for me, I am the type of person to kind of burrow myself into hibernation and just like hmm. I I think cuz of my person my persona, you know, like I need to fix this, you know. And so what I do when I have the awareness of something's not right, I need to just lock myself away, like let the feels out, but then I need to really concentrate and dig deep like what is wrong and fix it because mm. this is not you. So for me, a lot of times it's when I'm not going to go out. I'm not going to go see friends. I don't really want to talk to anyone. You know, this is just me personally. Like I want to figure this out for myself, you right. know, because this is not idealistic you know this is not what you want this is not how you want to feel 
a lot of people care about you, but you need to care about yourself too, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I think it's just more so I burrow away and I just really lay all my cards out, rearrange, fix it, and then that's it. But I know that's not the same for everyone, you know? Right. A lot of people have different versions. People let it out in like anger. Um, some people just like complete isolation, which is worse for them. But for me, it's what I needed. I don't really know. And I don't know. I don't really think I can put like a specific thing on depression. You right. Know? I think it's just really finding help and self-awareness and then finding help and stuff. Yeah, for sure. What about you? Have you ever experienced like your darkest of darks? <laughs> The deepest of deeps? Uh, I think for me, that's probably, that was definitely in like middle school, uh, high school. I think you were part of my life then. (laughs) (laughs) Where I just like, yeah, probably at the time I didn't know it. But I think especially in that time when you're like a preteen or a teenager and you're trying to like figure out how this whole life thing works, you know, and like trying to manage and balance everything with like schoolwork your parents expectations like trying to succeed academically but then also having all these extracurricular things where you're getting pressure to like be good or be the best or and you feel like nothing you do is ever like good enough right like I think just all of that I remember I guess at the time I was just overwhelmed and I didn't know how to like handle everything so typically what I would do is just like, you know, listen to music, hate the world, hate everything. <laughs> like like you said, I guess like just feel like numb and like throw myself pity parties. And I think my tendency was to like shut down, you know, and like just kind of go into my cave and like just try to get myself to feel okay. I mean, I think definitely it definitely helped to be part of like a church and like youth group and to have that community where it was a constant reminder of like no matter what happens like you you just need to trust God or like know that you're loved you definitely know? and I think you know at the time I remember I had one friend she would constantly tell me like just trust God Jess like you just got to keep trusting him like things will get better like you're once we get older like it's gonna be okay like and in my mind I'm just like yeah okay (laughs) you know sure when because i'm losing patience here like (laughs) i don't i really really don't think things are gonna get better but you know like if i didn't have that one friend who constantly reminded me of that i don't i always ask myself like i don't know who i would be today like i don't Mm. know if i'd be a crazy party animal, alcoholic. I don't know if I'd be total like slut and just like, like sleep with everyone, you know, and just like yeah, run away from all my problems or like fill the void with, you know, all these other things. But yeah, I think at the time when it was uh, harder for me to understand and I didn't have any self-awareness at the time, I think those are the ways that I – just experienced that or like felt it I remember I would like literally be in class like writing like simple plan lyrics (laughs) specifically to the song perfect (laughs) 
I remember. I would be there on the like on every like page of my notebook. Like, hey, Dad, look at me. Like, I'm never gonna be perfect or good enough for you. Nothing's gonna make this right again. Please don't turn your back. I can't believe it's hard for me. For you to understand, I don't know. I go, but you don't even care. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. But yeah, well, I don't want you guys to um, take this the wrong way. We're not. We're laughing because not that we're not taking it seriously. Right. It's our way of coping. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I think that's definitely a big way of how I cope too. Like just using humor, you know, or like, you know, we're looking back at our young self, right? And yeah, and it's funny because we're human, right? Like even that was what, like two decades ago? Like mm-hmm. it's we're like 30 and we're still experiencing moments like that. You know, mm, yeah, and you know, yeah, we laugh at ourselves and like our experiences, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, a way that I feel like I cope because, like, I always say, like, because if you don't laugh, then you cry. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like sometimes things are just that ridiculous that you need to laugh about it and have yeah. a good attitude about it. Because if yeah. you don't, then you're just gonna go crazy and like be a negative Nancy, you know, yeah. and like. I don't know. I guess I tend to cope in that way sometimes. But yeah, I guess like in middle school, that's kind of how I experienced it. And I think nowadays, I remember like when I was like still living at home with my parents and I was like single, like just getting into the job workforce, like it was like the same thing every day, you know, (laughs) like go to work, come home, get annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) hang out eat sleep do it all over again and in my head I was just like wow is this like is this the meaning of life like you just do the same thing over and over again like it has to be more to life you know and then now it's like being older and like having the responsibilities of like I don't know going grocery shopping being at home you know like sometimes I have moments where I'm home by myself and I'm just like I'm so bored like (laughs) you know like I feel lonely I don't know I guess I struggle with like I feel lonely but I also want to rest you know finding the balance between like okay like self-care like letting myself rest but then when I am by myself feeling like I have no friends you know (laughs) or like I guess it's like introvert problems you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I guess like when it comes to I don't know actual deeper depressed feelings I think you know I I do sometimes feel like I get scared of feeling that numbness or like Mm -hmm. I I'm just don't feel anything or I feel tired or I feel like no one understands and I'm the only one kind of like going through what I'm going through I guess like how I tend to cope is like you like I like to be by myself I like to give myself space and time to just like feel my feelings and to sometimes allow myself to like cry about it you know or to talk to my friends sometimes I talk to my friends and just kind of get their perspective or I've learned that you know like your friends and my siblings at least like if they're willing to listen to you 
you know, even if they have no idea, like, what's going on, they're a true friend, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Because, like, and there's so much freedom in that, I feel like. There's so much freedom in being able to just, like, I remember just this past week or at the end of last week, I texted two of my good friends and I was just, like, I literally sent them, like, five-minute voice messages, like, three of them. And I was, like, this is just way too much to type, so I'm just going to, like, share everything <laughs> and I think like even though like to me it felt like I didn't want to tell you guys this because I didn't want to overwhelm you because it's like overwhelming enough for me that I didn't want to like you know put that on you guys but then like one of my friends just responded by saying like dude like this is what we're here for you know like your friends are supposed to be you know carry your burden with you and mm-hmm. you know like you're in it together kind of a thing and like when she said that I was just like (laughs) yeah I'm enough I know right or like yeah we weren't meant to like go through life on our own and definitely we're all human and we all have like our times of weakness you know and like yeah sometimes we need to like figure it out on our own and like give ourselves time to like reflect and process and things like that and other times like it's okay to be a complete wreck you know as long as you get to a point where you're able to like pick yourself back up you know and like give yourself that pep talk and learn from it right like you live and you learn and so in hopes that like the next time you're going through something or the same thing happens, you can handle it better. But yeah, I don't know. I think those are just ways that I deal with it. I don't know if it's like toxic or not. Sometimes I feel like I just want to like go party and like go drink and like forget it all, (laughs) you know, Um, or travel and like get away. And other times I like the rational part of me is like, no, like that's not going to help you feel better, (laughs) you know? Like, what is, like, you, like, I want to fix it or, like, I want to find the root of it. Like, why are you feeling this way? Why are you so bothered or triggered by this, you know? And I have to ask myself the hard questions and do the self-work because no one's going to do it for me. Like, if I want to feel better, if I want things to get better, I need to find the way to get through it. Sometimes that comes, like, I need to, like, pray about it journal it out I need to listen to music remind myself of who I am from a spiritual aspect like really remind myself of my worth and that what my middle school friend would always tell me like yeah it's true like even now like you need to trust that God is going to carry you through this you know that if anything he's God's like the only one who truly knows 100% what you're feeling in that moment and he's like there with you even though you feel like alone and to some I feel like that's super reassuring those are yeah we sound like we have very similar coping methods and similar Mm -hmm. um, ways of expressing Um, there are people that are different ways of um, expression and I feel like they are more so their own worst critic you know they hear themselves they're their worst enemy you know and sometimes we as friends that's why like I thought I thought it was good you brought it up that you have friends you know that are there for you that know and can read and no judgment 
provide you with that safe space. You know, Mm -hmm. some people, like we've said before, are embarrassed to talk about it. So I feel like us being friends, we have that obligation to be there and to listen to them. There was a friend of a friend going through something and I was worried because I felt like it sounded like depression to me, you know, and I would always ask that friend. I'm like, oh, how is she doing? Is she doing better? Like I would always ask because like to me, all I heard was like red flags. Hmm. That's depression, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think that, yeah, it's not it's not our obligation, but it is our job as a friend. I feel for me, I cherish all my friendships and I think it's important to be able to provide support and stuff like your friends do to you, you know, no matter how close or how not close we are. If you're my friend, I'll give you 100, you know. Hey. Yeah. And I just feel like it's the same. Also, just wanted to put it out there. We are not psychologists or this is just personal opinion. But yeah, I think that depression comes in all different levels, shapes and forms. And it's, it's really hard for everyone to really know and feel it, you know, or like express it or know how to deal with it. I mean, luckily for us, we have our spirituality, you know, some people don't have that. And so some people have friends, some people also don't have that, you know. And so I think especially during COVID, you know, I felt more so than ever how important therapy is. I feel like therapy is just as important as all these other things, because it's a third party non-biased person telling you what you need to hear. Because sometimes, like when I was depressed, my friends would tell me how they felt about it and they were right, but I wasn't, I was listening, but I wasn't listening. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it isn't until I went to go see a therapist that was provided by my work at that time. He said, literally, I met this person today said exactly what my friends told me and more and I just like broke down crying because that's a self-realization right there and I feel like people will be in denial until they go to therapy and sometimes therapy doesn't work for everyone but I think it's more important that you keep trying you know it's back back to that whole self-awareness and you need to you need to put in the work you know. Yeah, and I don't think it's so much like we'll realize it until they go to therapy, but more so like sometimes people just need the time, you know, or like mm-hmm. the right person to like, mm-hmm. yeah, or just like be in the right mindset for it to like click, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think like you said, there's like stigma around like going to therapy or going to counseling because it, I don't know, I feel like it makes people sometimes feel like there's something like very wrong with me you know if I'm going to therapy right exactly but I think dude anyone could benefit from it and it's just like you said like a time where you're not at your face is not in a screen you're not distracted someone has you have someone's full undivided attention Mm -hmm. to like listen and to help you process and I remember like when I went to counseling I remember like every time she would just ask me so how are you doing and I would just start crying (laughs) and like I didn't even realize like how much I guess like day by day or like week to week like I had been holding in 
for so long, you know, and it's just like that hour or what whatnot to just release. Yeah, like release all your thoughts and like how you truly feel and like to not carry that baggage, you know, and imagine if you don't do that, whether with friends or like in therapy or for yourself in your own time, that is just gonna pile and pile and pile until like you feel so burdened and like stressed or to the point where you don't feel anything right and that's a dangerous place to be and yeah therapy is just like recommended for for anyone and there's no shame in that there's no shame in you know like seeking help in the ways that you need it and sometimes it is to like mentally like offload right (laughs) or to like reset or to have a more healthy perspective on something a way you didn't even think about it's funny like I said we're both going through our own things right now and I don't think I told you but just like maybe two days ago I was talking to my boss in his office and (laughs) he was like so how are you doing and I think he just like said it casually (laughs) (laughs) and I was like um, in life or here at work? <laughs> he was like, um, uh, both? Like, I don't think he even, like, expected me to say that. And then I was just like, <laughs> like, I just, like, started tearing up or, like, crying a little bit. And I was like, I'm scared if I really talk about it, I'm going to cry. <laughs> At that point, it was, like, too late, and, like, tears were streaming down my face, and I had my mask on, and I had my face shield on, so it was just, like, a complete mess, and I was just, like, I'm so sorry. I just, like, started talking about all these things that I guess I've been holding in, and, like, I'd even realize it was, like, getting to me that much, you know, that I was just, like, go, 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 go with work that I think I was just, like, running away from thinking about what's truly going on in my life. <laughs> I was just, like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to, you know, like, but I guess, like, you know, you got to feel your feelings. And I think it's, you know, sometimes it can be embarrassing. Like, I know people... Like, I used to be someone who, like, I hate crying in front of people. Like, especially in front of my siblings. Oh, it's the worst. Because they, like, <laughs> make fun of you, you know? But it's, like, you know, there's something very freeing about just, like, being authentic and, like, real with yourself and how you feel. And, like, knowing that, you know, it's okay. Like, it humanizes you. And yeah, I think that is hilarious that you told me that because I similarly had a breakdown too that I did not tell you about. <laughs> I was simply I'm just sorry, I'm laughing because of the way you said that. No, but that's so it's crazy how Jess and I are still pretty connected, you know, we're like miles apart, but. I went to a friend's house to go do some t-shirts for um, a birthday weekend getaway thing I was going to. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even expect this, but I just kind of like unloaded on her on my current situations. And I was just like crying, you know, because it's just built up, you know, yeah. and I kept apologizing. <laughs> and that's something I wanted to bring up is that like, I think because of our culture and how we grew up, showing emotion isn't like, it's a sign of weakness. 
I'm not stereotyping us, but that's really how it'd be. Okay. Um, <laughs> Why are you like, crying? I know. Stop, Stop crying. crying. <laughs> it is. And like, so I was crying and I kept apologizing and she's like, no. And it's true. Like we shouldn't apologize for how we're feeling and how we're expressing our feelings and reaching out to, I don't know, whoever needs to hear this. If you grew up in a culture like ours, like Asian culture, Hispanic culture, whatever culture that tells you that you cannot feel your feelings, feel your feelings. Tell you, don't go to a therapist because it's a waste of money. Go to a therapist, you know? These are in place and these are things that actually are there for us for reasons, you know? If God didn't want us to feel feelings, why would he put tear ducts in our eyes, you know? (laughs) They're there for a reason. But yeah, like, I just feel like don't be apologetic about how you feel, you know? If you're crying, that's genuine. You know, mm. that is how you're really feeling and you're expressing it. And no one should ever be sorry for having to express themselves. I think that everyone needs to go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> we all need help. You need it. <laughs> no, yeah. I think like we've been saying throughout this whole episode, it's like, you know, your mental health is just as important as your physical health and your spiritual health and your, you know, your emotional health definitely plays a role in all of that. And I think too, sometimes when we are emotionally stressed or when we're going through a lot of things emotionally, like our body physically feels that or like our brain receives that as like physical pain too. So that's why sometimes, you know, you'll feel like stress in your body and your muscles. You get that neck and shoulder pain. You'll feel like maybe you'll get stomach ache or headache, whatever it is. And it's crazy, right? Like I was talking to my sister the other day and she's like, yeah, I mean, like if you like have a heart attack, you go to the doctor because you need help right like you don't just like you don't just say oh I'll just talk to my friend about it you know (laughs) or like I'll just pray about it you know like God will heal me like yes God has can heal you you know but you need to do the work too right so the same thing with like your mental health like if you feel like you're going through something that's so overwhelming or like so much that it's you're finding it hard for you to handle it on your own. God provided like therapists and counselors and like people to help navigate and like guide you to help you in that way too. Like you go to a counseling facility, you know, or a psychiatric facility to get the help or the medicine that you need. Um, And like, if you go and you say, this isn't for me, don't give up. It's the shoe doesn't always fit the first time. You Mm. know, there are different people for different types of help. Okay. Like I didn't know this until recently. Um, There are my best friend, she's been going to counseling too and therapy. There are Christian therapists, you know, there are regular youth therapists, there are foster therapists, there are different types of therapists out there that are listed. There are therapists for PTSD, which I will need to call right after this. (laughs) (laughs) But there's just like, don't give up. That's the main thing. Like go to one. Yeah, it doesn't work out. Go to another one. Don't just like lay there and be like oh I tried yeah yeah I know some people who you know like you said it's not going to be for everyone but I like that you're saying like 
don't just try it once and then give up on it because yeah there are people who specialize in different things sometimes you click with someone more than someone else and I would hate to say that if you give up like it's kind of like you're giving up on yourself but essentially like you got to keep doing the self-work right so whatever that is right writing in your journal every day or going to see your pastor or talking to your friends do something just don't lie down all the time (laughs) listening to John Mayer Get outside, go for a walk, go treat yourself to a nice drink or like Starbucks drink or, you know, a smoothie or, you know, something you enjoy eating. Go play your instrument that you haven't picked up that's full of dust. (laughs) But yeah, I think we've covered a lot of things, you know, that our mental health is important. You can be a friend by checking in what someone you know is going through something or even if it's just to call someone up or text someone who you haven't talked to in a really long time and just see how they're doing and like seek the help that you need right and don't be afraid to feel your feelings and be honest with yourself of how you're feeling because you know the more that you push it down and suppress it and the more that you just let it pile and you don't deal with it the more it's gonna come back to haunt you in in the future right in your future relationships or different situations that you go through you're gonna cope with it the same way because you haven't learned a new way to kind of deal with it in a healthy manner so this is a pretty tough topic for us to kind of talk about and really describe because there is not one mold that goes into depression Mm. and mental health but there are references and sources out there that you guys can um, really look into if you want to start somewhere google google search you know depression whatever Another resource is uh, there's a substance abuse and mental service webpage. It's samhsa.gov. They have a bunch of resources where you can find help. There's help hotlines. There's also the suicide hotline, you know, 1-800-273-8255. There's a bunch of stuff out there, you know, and like we said, just really put yourself out there. You know, there's if, if you can't afford actual therapy, there's like now there's a bunch online too, mm-hmm. you know, that are just as accredited, like betterhelp.com or something like that. They're like 24 hours. You can like video FaceTime them. And uh, there's just things out there. Like we said, you need to self work too. put in the work. Don't just let it come to you. <laughs> So don't forget to do those mental health checks. Mm-hmm. And we thank you for also listening to us. And, you know, please know that we're not laughing at the situation or the topic at hand because it is a serious topic. But we also want to be lighthearted, you know, and just be humans. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. See you guys yeah. next time. Thanks for listening.